do some of that competitor analysis because you're never operating in a silo. You know, there's always people trying to take the rankings that you have. So if you aren't doing anything to keep them, uh, you got to take a look and see why you're losing them. Hey, everyone, welcome to the Foremost Media Marketing Chat, where we talk about various digital marketing topics. Uh, I'm Evan Faisiger, joined with John Ballard from Foremost Media. Hey, Evan, how are you? It's been a hot minute since we've done this. I'm excited to get back to it. I am too. I'm hoping that you know we can shake off all the the, the rust, if you will, from <laughs> the lack of recent recording. Uh, but I'm excited to to talk, and I do like the topic that we have today because it's timely. Uh, it's always timely. You know, we, we wanted to chat about things you can do if you start to notice your rankings dropping in Google, specifically your search engine rankings around keywords. Yeah, I think it's very timely. You know, we manage a lot of SEO accounts and we've seen some volatility here lately, sometimes up, sometimes down. You know, a lot of people get pretty nervous when, they, you know, their money making keywords, you know, drop off. And so let's let's talk about what might cause that first, Evan. What's your thoughts? Give us some scenarios on what might cause your rankings to suddenly drop. Yeah, the first thing I always like to do when you start to notice something like that is to dive in deeper to the data, right? You want to confirm that you are seeing drops. Uh, when you rely on tools, sometimes it's good to check the other tools. So if you have, you know, a SEMrush or you're, you know, using Ubersuggest or another tool like that, it's good to compare a little bit with those different tools. Also, I like to check Google Search Console. Uh, that's going to give you a, a wealth of information in there. Uh, and the data uh, is going to be able to help you identify what you're looking at. Are you looking at a specific keyword or keywords that are dropping? Or is it more of a widespread across the board, your entire website is dropping uh, in traffic? That information there gives you a good starting point to figure out what you should do next. Yeah, and Search Console will also tell you if there's like a manual penalty in place or something, which is what everybody kind of immediately goes to. But that's usually not the case. It's really rare to see that unless you've done something really spammy. So I agree. Search Console is a great place to start, um, you know, looking at your tools. But what let's let's back up a little bit. What could cause a drop in rankings? What do you see typically? Is it just an algorithm shift or, you know? Well, and that depends a little bit on what type of drop you're looking at. Uh, across the board, a lot of times that is going to be more of an algorithm or a manual penalty, like you were saying. Uh, typically, those don't come as surprises anymore. You generally know uh, that you're maybe pushing the envelope a little bit, all right? Or, you know, I guess maybe you got unlucky and got an SEO agency that does a little bit too much of that, get the manual penalty that way. Uh, if you start to notice that it's just slowly, starting to lose some of your rankings, you know, they're just down month over month and you're not really getting back and, you know, in place. And there's, you know, hasn't been a recent algorithm update, even though, you know, there, there usually are algorithm <laughs> updates pretty recently. Uh, that can a lot of times, you know, be attributed to a number of different things to take a look at. Uh, if you have that slow decay, sometimes you just, you know, you need to update your content. Yeah, Maybe it's not as good as it used to be. Maybe it's getting a little stale. You know, Google likes fresh content. So just even going in there, adding more relevant information, updating it, that can sometimes be, you know, what's necessary at that point. 
Yeah, the other thing I've seen a lot, kind of my go-to checklist is, like you said, search console. I go check and make sure there's no manual penalties or see what they're reporting, you know, for errors. There's a lot of information on technical SEO in there, slow pages, pages not found. You know, so, you know, typically if it's a kind of a drastic drop across the board, a lot of times I'll go look at what's going on with the site technically. I'll run like an SEM rush, you know, site audit, you know, to see if it's slow. Maybe the site was even down, you know, or it's just been become overwhelmed. You got more traffic there than the server can handle. So there's a lot of things that can kind of just slow user experience down. And, you know, in turn, Google tends to kind of deflate your rankings a little bit. So, you know, if it's not a technical penalty or like a technical SEO problem, then, you know, or speed problem, or maybe like a mobile responsive problem, then I'll kind of move on to, you know, because those are quick and easy to eliminate, then I'll move on to more like fresh content and, you know, what can we do content wise? Yeah. And also just taking a look at what is taking over for the rankings too. So if you've, you know, got past any technical, right, Google's still crawling it, Google's still indexing it. Uh, there's no manual actions. Then you can start to take a look at why are you losing rankings? Because is a competitor or competitors, are they doing uh, more SEO work, right? Are they producing better content? You know, did they update their content, maybe adding, you know, some things that Google likes to see, whether it's videos, more images, better user experience on their sites, you know, do some of that competitor analysis because you're never operating in a silo. You know, there's always people trying to take the rankings that you have. So if you aren't doing anything to keep them, uh, you got to take a look and see why you're losing them. You know, it could be as simple as, you know, just evaluating what your internal leaking strategy is you know do does you do you have the supporting content around that topic that you're linking to that you know sort of that pillar content strategy or the hub and spoke you know whichever one you want to really emphasize for it you know how do you have all of those connected that can make a big difference too yeah, and I think, you know, just having a regular content strategy on, you know, on tap every every month, adding new content and, you know, continue to build shows Google you're active as well and can help avoid some of those dips in rankings. Yeah, the other thing, too, are backlinks. You know, if you aren't working on building them, trying to get more links to your site, especially more relevant links, then, you know, if your competitors are producing content that's more fresh, better, uh, and they're getting more links to their sites, that can be the difference maker too, or why you're, they're starting to favor or Google starting to favor your or their uh, article over yours. Let's talk a little bit about like backlinks in, in more in depth. I mean, what's a good backlink? And, you know, I mean, social, you know, are you, are you encouraging people these days to keep posting on social for backlinking purposes or what's, where's your mindset on backlinks? Well, I think it's important to post on social, you know, I think that that can generate awareness and article, but I don't really approach it from a backlink perspective uh, as much. And I, I, because, you know, it's not so much the post on there counting as the backlink to the article. Uh, however, you know, if you generate awareness and more people link to it, then, you know, you can generate it backlinks that way. Uh, there's a few different approaches for the backlinks. Um, and, you know, every software has their own classification, whether it's domain authority, you know, uh, which is a pretty popular one or the DR, right? It, it depends on which tool you're using. And you have to take that information with a grain of salt, though, because it's not like Google is awarding those scores to those sites. But it's good to at least have a benchmark to understand how strong of the domain it is. And that allows you to understand, you know, is how valuable is this backlink? You know, not, not everybody's 
backlinks are you know as strong as others you know if you get one from a high authoritative site then that's going to count more you know it, that to your uh, site versus you know just a, a blog that you spun up to try to link over to your site one thing I've seen quite often is like, we'll do a lot of new content or make a lot of changes to the site. And, you know, with the anticipation of getting better rankings and all of a sudden we see drops in rankings. But what we've kind of discovered over the years is that's kind of sometimes typical if you've made a lot of changes to the site. You know, Google doesn't really understand the site anymore. It says, well, if something's changed here. They may devalue your rankings temporarily while they kind of re-index and deep crawl that site and then come back. And a lot of times we see those rankings come back better if, if we've done it with the right intentions. Have you experienced that in the past? Yeah, and I think the the key there are you know is the right intentions. Uh, sometimes you see you know SEO content, right, and you can tell that it's it's written just for SEO purposes, and it's not that that was ever a good thing to do. But I feel like Google's getting smarter at, at being able to identify that. And the recent algorithm, you know, update with the helpful content update that was a big push. You know, trying to find helpful, useful content versus just content written for. SEO purposes. I think you're always trying to walk that line of making sure it's you know easy to identify with Google uh, that you are still clearly using the keywords, right? You still have an SEO focus on there, but you're thinking about the user too, and how can you you know make sure that you're giving the good information for them and it's useful information for them so that it's going to rank. And you know if you do a lot at once you know, then you just have to make sure that you're doing it strategically and adding it and then take some time. You know, you can't expect it just to be flip the switch just because you added it, you know, or posted it, that it's going to be ranking instantly for it. it. It takes time to build up, to gain that authority, you know, to have it be recognized. Yeah, that's a good point. Patience is a key in, in SEO or organic SEO long-term. And, you know, one of the things I think, you know, that people should be doing in addition to organic SEO is pay-per-click, you know, with Google's new, you know, infinite scroll and some of that, you're seeing sponsored ads throughout the search results now. And, you know, it's it's clear that they're trying to drive traffic and revenue to that, but it is an opportunity. I mean, I think, you know, people that are just not doing pay-per-click should, should maybe relook at it, especially that since the some of the changes have come out with, you know, how the search results are displayed and returned. So. Yeah. And that's not going to change. I mean, you think about how, large of a company Google is, right? How much revenue it produces. Google ads is still the cash cow. You know, that's where, you know, they're making their money for it and they need advertisers and they need advertisers to want to spend money with them and they need people to click on those ads for all of that to continue. So it's going to, you know, increase, if anything, you know, the importance of paid advertising and how they're intermixing them within those search results to try to drive clicks to the ads. And there are a lot of studies that show, you know, having, even if you're ranking for that term uh, highly, and also, you know, you're, you're paying for an ad, you generally have a much higher click-through rate on both, right? So it's not really necessarily that you're cannibalizing or, you know, paying for something that you could have gotten for free in terms of the click, you know, having multiple, uh, taking a more search, more space on the search engine result page, basically, you know, has always shown that it's going to increase the amount of clicks that you get. Yeah. Especially if, if really seeing like the search results changing when it's related to like shopping, like a product that can show up in shopping feeds, Google really has dominated the top of the search results with, you know, snippets from those from Google shopping or Google merchant. Now, you know, I think a lot of the best ways to get there is just pay the fee. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. 
And, you know, I guess the nice thing about pay-per-click as well is, you know, it's not as vulnerable to these ups and downs and the whims of Google, you know, as long as they pay them, they'll keep you up on top. So it's kind of, <laughs> it's a little bit more straightforward, but, you know, I think a good strategy is, you know, long-term still the best bang for your buck is organic SEO, right? People test that it converts better, you know, you don't, you're not paying for it long-term, but, you know, supplement that with pay-per-click in my opinion. For sure. It's not an either or, you know, it should no. be both. And that's true with a lot of marketing. Yep, for sure. Well, nice and short and to the point today. You want anything else you want to get into or should we call it a day? I'd say we we call it a day. Uh, There's going to be more topics coming. So make sure that you know, everybody likes and subscribes and you know we'll keep producing them. Sounds good. Thanks, Evan. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening to the Foremost Media Marketing Chat Podcast. If you want to stay on top of your marketing game, make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more episodes, show transcripts, and marketing insights, go to foremostmedia.com.